O Lord, we seek your wisdom now, that we may understand your word for us today. Help us in our doubts and fears, guiding us by your gentle hand and reminding us of your steadfast love. By the power of your Holy Spirit, shine a light that will illumine our darkness, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, that we may celebrate anew what you say to us this day. And let God's people say, Amen. Our reading today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31a. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and those members of the body that we think less honorable we clothe with great honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are, are all teachers? All work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As I started this three-part series on facing our doubts, I found that at times it was hard to draw distinct lines between the way that doubts affect us. And it's because so many of them bleed into one another. And so as I sat down to try to write today's message, it started over many times. And so I started just reflecting on what it meant to be part of the body. That Paul talks about each person being a distinct part that has a purpose. And I think sometimes we forget that. And I think we forget it because we start to doubt whether or not we belong. And we doubt this in all sorts of ways. People will doubt whether or not they belong to a family. 
They will doubt whether or not they belong in a group of friends. They will doubt whether or not they fit in with their crews. And people doubt whether or not they belong at church. And it's interesting that last one comes I've had many a conversation that revolved around people thinking they weren't good enough to be here. That God wouldn't want them here because they weren't living up to the standard that was set for them. That they would be looked down upon and that they would bring others down with them. And I started thinking about that doubt. That doubt that we belong in God's house. And it struck me that we let these kinds of doubts and fears guide us and lead us so often. But we also let our own doubts and fears fuel the doubts of others. Because one of the reasons that people often don't feel like they would belong is because the message that they are sent is that others aren't sure they belong either. And so I was thinking about Paul's words, that we are all a different part of the body. I was reminded that we are claimed by Christ. Whether we understand our place in the body or not, Christ has claimed us. Whether we fully understand what that means or not, doesn't change the fact that He's the one who calls us, it's who's claimed us, and it's Him who's brought us in as part of the body. The question for us is not whether others belong. The question for us is, will we make them feel welcome? Because Christ will continue to move through people. He will continue to act with people. And he will continue to work with those people that society thinks are the last people he would choose. Because they still have a place. The question for us is, will we welcome them in that place, or will we be too afraid of what that might mean about the body? Because the thing is that when we look at who Christ would accept, who he would welcome in to his inner circle, it was all the people that society had said no thank you to. It was the people that had skin diseases, the people who were crippled, the lame, blind, the tax collectors, sinners of all kinds, people that had been told, no, you don't fit in, you don't belong. But Christ said, I see this differently. Now nowhere does it say that upon inviting these people to dine with him, that he set up restrictions of things like, well, you have to give up everything you're doing and you've got to stop being a tax collector before you can come in. No, the idea was he would invite them in and they would discover the truth for themselves by being loved. 
The other interesting thing is that we often see that the people who wanted to exclude them, the Pharisees and the scribes, the religious experts of their day, who would say, well, you know, we've got all of these things in place that these are people we cannot have with us. We cannot have these Gentiles with us. They're uncircumcised. They don't belong. We can't have these tax collectors because they might be cheating the people. We can't have him. They're not part of us. Jesus never excludes them. He never says, well, if you can't accept them, then get out. He says, well, why can't you accept them? Because I'm accepting you too. Because though he ate with all of these other people, he also went to the houses of the Pharisees. And he discussed things with the scribes. And he would eat with the legal experts. Because he knew that they belonged too. The problem they were facing is that they didn't want others to belong. They were fine with just being a leg and nothing more. Because if it meant recognizing that others had a gift that was needed, it was too much for them to bear. Christ showed a radical kind of acceptance. Not that he was going to say, well, everything's okay, but he said, well, you know what? You are here. And I can't change who you have been. But I can have faith in who you could be. We so often get hung up on expecting people to make the changes so that they can be brought in instead of expecting people to be brought in so that they can make the changes. That we don't fully welcome people the way we should. We all have doubts because we all have problems that sometimes we're the only ones who know about them. But if we decided that everybody who walked through that door had to be free from sin, we would have an empty building on Sunday morning. If we decided that everybody had to stop any impure thought, that they had to stop doing anything that could possibly go against God before they can walk through those doors, we might as well bolt them shut and tear the place down. thing is, Jesus never said, I want you to judge each other so that you can make sure that you are all perfect. He commanded us to love one another so that we could grow together. That as a body, we are joined together so that we can help each other grow. Because as we all know, if one part of the body is not growing with the rest of it, it's going to cause problems for the whole body. We can't simply say, well, you know what? This finger over here just doesn't seem to be working out. Let's just break it off and we'll just do without. Each of us has a purpose. And I'm reminded of my own story. Because there was a time when I didn't think I was good enough to be at church. 
There was a time I felt like I had messed things up enough that nobody would want me around because if they knew who I was and they knew what I had done, there's no way they would want me sitting next to them. And it was the people of the church that changed my mind. Because they didn't see me for who I was. They saw me for who I could be. They didn't see me for things I had done. They saw me for things that I could do. They didn't see me for who I was ashamed for being. They saw me as somebody who could be something more. And that changed my life. It changed my life because I felt like I had a place I could belong. A place where maybe I actually could be that person. Maybe I actually could do all those things I never thought I could do. Maybe I could care the ways that I had always wanted to care. But it never would have happened without people saying, you know what? God believes in you, so I'll believe in you too. God has faith in you, so I will have faith in you too. Because if I belong, then surely you must belong. Because if Christ has claimed me, then he's claimed all of you. And if he has claimed us, there's nothing we can do to destroy that claim. And if Christ has claimed us, he will either use us here in this building or he will find another way. He will make people know that they belong to him. Whether it is through us or whether it is over us. My hope and my prayer is that we can remember the example that Christ set for us. Not expecting people to completely change their lives before we welcome them in, but we welcome them in so that they can change. Because the amazing thing is, is that when we do that, we invite Christ into our lives to continually change us, to make us whole that we may learn together and grow together and be together as one. Not fighting each other, but building each other up. Not tearing each other down and fighting over who is the best, but building each other up, knowing that we serve a Savior who loves us all. Who wants us to know that we do belong. that we may quiet each other's fears and that we may welcome each other with open arms and with a love that transforms the world. Let us be that love. Let us be that grace and let us show that mercy that has been shown to us time and time again. Let us care for one another as the body of Christ, redeemed by the blood. That even in disagreement, that we may live as one, 
Because the Lord is with us. Let us walk in his strength and love as he loves. That we too may know we belong to him.